This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one ever thinks about the flu below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. Yo, 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 yo. We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Hey guys, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. We are discussing Below Deck Sailing, Season 3, Episode 13, and Bravo decided to call it Budding Boatmance. (laughs) We decided to call it Belly Flop. And here's Jen for your rapid recap. We pick up with the discussion we left off with last week with Daisy and Ashley and Ashley being upset that she's not getting the second stew position. Daisy made a wonderful comment and said that it's about character. And right now, Ashley isn't there, which I thought was delicious. Barnaby is really annoyed about being on nights and said it would be better for the boat if the exciting guy who makes the guests happy is on days and the perfectionist is on nights. So a little shade to Kelsey there. Ashley says she's going to ignore Gary for the rest of the trip. And our friend Angel at Lorelei of nailed it when she laughed at Ashley thinking that that's a punishment. Gary's grown out a mustache, maybe to disguise himself from Ashley. Scarlett and Gary share a kiss in the laundry room, breaking the land speed record as well as the sea speed one. The guests arrive and from jump are more enjoyable than the first time they were on. With no wind for sailing, the guests opt for the boom swing, and after a few false starts, Jennifer lands a brutal belly flop. (sighs) Former superfan Nakia and I were both laughing so hard at it. She felt bad for laughing. I sadly did not. (laughs) Barnaby brings up to Captain Glenn whether he's ever been tempted to race P3, and Cap says that they participated and done well in regattas. The first dinner goes well with minor fumbles from Scarlett putting the wrong plate in front of the wrong person. Marcos totally owned Gary with a prank in their cabin. The bro cabin footage is the best. Gary tries to finagle it so Scarlett can go with him on the guest snorkeling excursion. Daisy and runs around that after a spat and goes herself. Ashley complains that she has to exert more energy telling Scarlett what to do, even though she lives for exactly that. Scarlett plays the game well and straight up asks Ashley if she'd have a problem with her and Gary. 
Ashley says no, then almost immediately tattles on her to Daisy when Gary and Scarlett are talking. Daisy goes off about Gary to Scarlett, who is dumbfounded at where it's coming from. Marcos kills the 10-course dinner, and the women admire more than just the food. Gary apologizes to Daisy, and they hug it out. The next day, Captain Glenn sets up a race with La Cativa, which I found out is Italian for the bad one. The horn blows, the race starts, and the show ends. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well done. That was very thorough, Jen. I appreciate it. I try. I was caught up in some of the minor details of the show, and you just gave me everything again. So (laughs) I appreciate you for that. Well, watching this episode, there was a couple of things that stuck out to me. And as predicted, Trashley did not disappoint on right. this one. You had your drinking game all set up. Oh, before we get to this episode, just real quick. Last week we did the poll and the winner, congratulations, Adrian, was your title suggestion, Karma Karma Ashley. So thank you everybody who chipped in and did the poll on Twitter and on Spotify We appreciate you very, very much. Yay. Thank you. Victory lap. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. We'll do this again. You will have your chance for comeuppets. Trust me. (laughs) Watching this, I had predicted prior to the episode happening what possible outcomes of this were going to be. And my challenge issued in the drinking game was to take a shot every time Ashley says, P in my V tries to make Scarlett look bad or disparages Gary or Scarlett to another crew member. Try not to black out. Mm-hmm. And we had a little bit of fun banter with Owens craft mixers last night who gave me side eye for saying that. And then I told them on Twitter that we needed an official below deck shot and they came up with a genius one. I had to do a bit of Googling. The Below Duck Bomb, which is Owen's Transfusion Mix and Pink Whitney. So that will be our official shot from now on for the rest of the season. Again, please drink responsibly. Don't black out. (laughs) (laughs) Stomach pump at the ready. (laughs) Yeah, she was out of control last night. I expected nothing less. But really, if you think about it, camera time wise, they didn't give her a lot. And it was refreshing to not have to see her. But it just so happened that every time they showed her, she was being a brat. Shock. Yeah. And I almost missed the Gary Scarlet kiss because I blinked. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to go back, just rewind a little bit to be like, oh, that just happened. And then nothing happened after that. Yeah. So so random though. It just didn't seem like there was enough buildup to it. And then like all of a sudden it was just like, it went from a hug to him giggling in the hallway and talking about her smile. And then he just like went for it. It was a little bit of an Edward Scissorhands job in my opinion. Yeah. (laughs) With the editing. Yeah. I was just shocked. It just happened very fast for me. And especially when you compare it to her confessionals, because in her confessional, she seems very reticent. Like, I don't want the drama. She does say that it's fun to flirt with him, but she's also said that she doesn't really know where Daisy stands with him. She doesn't know where Ashley stands with him. So it just seemed to not fit what she was saying. Editing screwery. True. But I do feel like, 
you know, one of the major touch points in this episode was the entire situation that happened with Gary basically saying, well, I'm going to take Scarlett with me to the beach. And Daisy, rightfully, by the way, being like, hell no, you aren't. Right. Like, this is my call. This is my department. You can't just tell me who you're going to take with you. I will tell you who is able to go based on the workload that I have for them. Right. And then I loved her move to go herself. Mm -hmm. That was genius. And it's funny because last night before the show started, Roy was putting bets that Daisy was going to send Ashley just to torture Gary. And I think it was even better for her to go herself. Yeah, it was a much better move that I hadn't even envisioned. I love that journey for them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of that journey, this is off the topic of the show real quick. But we've had people, Catherine sent it to us, Roseanne sent it to us. This picture on Instagram that Barnaby posted on his story saying it's official with Daisy and Gary. You and I had a discussion the minute Roseanne sent it to me, and I am of the mind, and I don't know if you still are, but I am of the mind that this is more, hey, let's get ratings going. Let's get the internet a buzz. A buzz because contracts will be coming up again soon and we can both guarantee we'll both be on. I think the play here is that both of them know their popularity. Mm -hmm. And if there is a perpetual teasing of tension between them, then people are obviously going to want to see that play out. We saw a little bit of what seemed and somewhat felt like jealousy coming from Daisy towards this entire Scarlet situation. And I think even Scarlet commented on it in one of her confessionals mm-hmm. saying like, that seems weird. Yeah. She said that it seems sometimes that Daisy might have some feelings for Gary. And there are moments where you can see where I guess how it's set up is the galley is right across from the crew mess because it seems like when Gary was talking to Scarlett in the galley, Daisy was looking on disapprovingly. Like she could hear the whole thing, but she wasn't on screen in the same room with them. So I'm guessing they're in close proximity. But there were moments where you could see a flash and whether they're playing up to it, I honestly don't know. But to me, it's kind of, and a lot of people aren't going to remember the show, but there was a show called Who's the Boss with Judith Light and Tony Danza. I remember that show. Yeah. And Alyssa Milano. Yep. And so they always had that kind of chemistry going back and forth that was never really consummated. And the show was good when it was that way. And once they got together, the ratings dropped. <laughs> so. <laughs> So America likes a tease is what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that they're playing to it a little bit. And the fact that it came from Barnaby and not them makes me think it's a spoof. Well, yeah. Much like Glenn and Sydney. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Although I did have confirmation that there was something there. Oh, yeah. From someone that was very close to the situation. Yes. So where there's smoke, sometimes there's fire. But I think this is a deliberate attempt to buzz up, like you said, ratings and probably cement their return as if they needed it. Right. Because we know that no matter what happens, if you stick 
Gary on a boat with any females. Yeah. That it's always going to be drama. So. So back to the show part right now, we're still in Scarlet mode and he really is kind of giddy for her. And if it wasn't Gary, I would think it was cuter, but (laughs) in the cabin, Marcos and Colin just ripping on him and how silly Gary was being. I really did. I had a huge, I still have a huge smile on my face. That whole scene, just their relationship, the three of them. I really enjoy it. And Marco's knocking on the wall and Gary falling for it was hysterical to me. It just, it's the innocent kind of fun. It's not cruel. Nobody's getting hurt in the process. It's just silliness. And I really enjoyed it. I agree. I think a little bit more of the pranking, because we do that kind of stuff to each other all the time. Yeah. On boats, just to keep ourselves entertained, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that there could be a little bit more of that interjected into this. But again, a lot of the people that they hire via casting through this show don't have a ton of yachting experience. So haven't lived a lot of that. Right. One of these days we'll have to talk about testing the radar. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, (laughs) do that. Well, when it comes to the guests, I was pleasantly surprised And it makes me think that Erica and the Tatas for Trump chick kind of skewed how their trip went last time because Jess and Keely have both been delightful. Jess was making me laugh all through dinner. Keely's been very nice and very accommodating when Daisy asked her, do you want to talk to the chef about what you want for dinner or do you just want to let him do his thing? And she was just like, just let him do whatever he wants. And it has been really mellow, really lighthearted, what I would expect a girl's trip to be with my circle of girlfriends. Right. And I agree with that. Although there was a point where they were talking about if they look their age or not, which I thought was a silly conversation to begin with. <laughs> I laughed so hard at this. Go ahead. I know what you're talking about. But when she said she was 34, I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm four years older than you are. (laughs) Yeah. But the fact that her friend said, well, aren't you 34? And she was like, yeah, but you're not supposed to tell me I look my age. And I was just thinking, I would have guessed she was in her mid thirties. I just would have. You have a younger look to you. But I mean, this girl, again, you have to look at the girl who said it. She was proportionately younger in her twenties, I would assume. And when you get too much filler around your lips, sometimes people misjudge how old you are. So I think right. Jess kind of overdid the filler a little bit. But I mean, she looks way better, I think, this time than last time. I think she looks younger now than she did then. Right. Well, she also wasn't screaming at the top of her lungs this time around. Right. Yet. And her hair's cute, too. So, yeah. Agreed. I liked her. I liked all of them. I felt so bad for Jennifer, even though I laughed my butt off. I felt bad when she did the belly flop. I can laugh because I've done that myself. (laughs) I'm not the most graceful flower in the garden. (laughs) We had a pool and I have belly flopped more than once. So it sucks. It's embarrassing. And falling from that height, it was probably a little scary too. So yeah, I should probably feel a little guilty, but she's all in one piece. I probably left a mark. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. At the very least, an emotional one when you had to watch it back on television. Right, exactly. But yeah, I really like them. I thought they were trying to engage Captain Glenn in a good way. Not in a creepy, I want to take you to my master stateroom way. Right, yeah. Just like, hey, what have you been doing? It's like pretty much this. I think he was hesitant or reticent because of how it went last time. 
but I don't, they're not giving me anything crazy. I mean, so what they think Marcos is hot. A lot of people think Marcos is hot. And so they were joking about that, but they didn't really get thoroughly inappropriate saying dessert in the hot tub is not like overtly sexually harassing in my opinion. So I liked them. I thought it was light and fun. They went to bed pretty early. I mean, they have preference sheet requests, but they weren't demanding above and beyond what they put on the preference sheet. So overall, I think they were good. Oh, I thought so too. And I feel like there was definitely, it must have been disappointing after that 10 course dinner, which congratulations, Marcos, that looked amazing Okay, for him to wake up and make that full on breakfast just to be told, hey, they're not going to do this because we're sailing again. Yeah. Yeah. That probably sucked. Hey, do you want to hear my conspiracy theory about the 10 course dinner? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that the guests didn't do it and that production did it. So we would stop talking about Kiko and how he did his multi-course meal. It was 72 plates that he had to do, I think. So this was 80 now that Marcos had to do on a sailing yacht, not a motor yacht. And the galley is smaller and more confined than what Kiko had to do. So that's my conspiracy theory that they're trying to get us to stop saying we want Kiko back. <laughs> right? Yeah. For whatever reason, I think just Bravo is completely out to get me and they don't even know. I exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But on to the next day. I think it's interesting that the regatta was Barnaby's idea. I didn't catch that on my first watch. I caught it on the second. So I think it's cool that he sparked that idea in Glenn and that Glenn was so quickly willing to implement it. Like, hey, that would be fun. This would be cool for the guests, for the show, for whatever his motivation was. But he glommed onto the idea pretty quickly and made it happen. I think it'll be fun. I don't know how it'll go. I hope they win, but it's something different that we haven't seen. You know, looking back on this episode and seeing what happened with Gary kind of throwing down his demands for Scarlett to accompany him on the tender ride and then Daisy stepping in to do it, I'm kind of 50-50 split on how I feel about Daisy's acceptance of his apology and his apology in general. I understand why she accepted it, but the way I saw his apology was deliberately in front of Scarlett so that he would look like a nice guy Mm. and try to get her maybe out of a little bit of trouble from this. Ah, that's a good point. I was wondering if she hadn't come to him after Daisy unloaded on her. I thought that's what precipitated this. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't shown to us. That's why I thought Scarlett was there. So maybe that's why I didn't see the motivation the same way. I thought this was Scarlet trying to make peace like you got to do something she's wigging out on you yeah I saw it as a slight ulterior motive for him yeah oh I, I'm sure there is I just thought he was doing it to please Scarlet not to make points with her independently of her knowledge does that he was deliberately sense? talking to her out on the deck knowing that Daisy would probably come out and say something right and he even called that Yeah. So instead of saying, look, Daisy will probably be annoyed, just go back inside. He allowed the situation to play out anyway. Right. Yeah. But really, it was Ashley who did that. Ashley ratted on her. Because all I heard in my head was, Scarlett's outside talking to Gary. Yeah. She didn't say she was outside. She had to add the talking to Gary part. So she's still a petty brat. Drink again. Yep. Drink again. Shots. 
but I don't know. And you might be right about Gary's motivation. I thought Daisy's anger was disproportionate, to be honest, because if you know what he's doing, like when I know somebody's machinations, they don't annoy me because I expect it. So I found her anger to be a little higher. And the only reason I could come up with that she might be that mad was that he went after her care for the guests or how much she prioritizes the guests experience on camera, which can affect her livelihood in the future in the industry because she was in the industry. Well, it's also a direct personal attack. It's not him being careless and taking somebody away from a job they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. It's a direct chastisement of her work ethic. And as we have seen historically on the show, those kind of comments do not usually land well. Right. It's not taken as constructive criticism, especially in the context in which he was saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I guess you just don't care about the guests then. We'll just let them get their own drinks, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what we do on a multi-million dollar yacht. You know, that's the kind of way that I took his comment. Yeah. And I'm sure she did too, because that I is a direct not attack. recall though, an excursion being made without a Sue being present though. Could you? Because Hannah, remember when she went out with Conrad? There's been a couple of times when the guests have been ferried to and from an island where they right. haven't had somebody well, to Well, yeah, them but drinks. on an excursion, like right. whether they're out fishing or going to a beach picnic or wherever, if they're out taken somewhere, there's always been a stew. So I didn't find, I guess what I'm saying is I didn't find his request that odd. And maybe it's because- I'm not in the industry. And maybe there are things that. No, I don't think you're wrong in that. I think it's just the way that it was presented as Mm -hmm. this is what I want to do is take Scarlett with me. And she saw straight through that motivation. Yeah. And that's what annoyed her more than anything else. And I'm sure she's looking at it going, this is just going to make things on the interior that much more uncomfortable if I go along with it. Right. Right. You know, she's got to look at the whole picture where he's only looking at a very small dick pic. Right. I absolutely get what you're saying. And I guess because his motivation didn't surprise me and how I would react is not the same necessarily as how Daisy would react. But I found it interesting that her response to it was to get angry about the Ashley Scarlet thing with kissing Scarlet when we didn't see that same kind of anger with the Ashley Gabby thing. Right. Do you see what I mean? How it seems disproportionate. It's like, this isn't the first time this has happened in this season, let alone ever. And you're working with this guy. So either there are underlying feelings that she has for him, or either she was trying to get back at him because he kind of intimated that she was unprofessional. So she's going to show how he's unprofessional and go tit for tat. I don't know. The whole thing was just kind of weird for me. I was okay with him apologizing. I'm okay with her accepting it because their relationship is so much more cohesive than it was last season that this seems small. Yeah. He seems to be at least making an effort this season. So I guess I'm giving him grace. I don't know if I should be, but it's just not hitting me the same way that last season did. So we'll see where it goes with it and see how long they stay friendly. Just so you all know, even though it's a holiday here in the States, Memorial Day, they do have a new episode next Monday night, episode 14, and we will be recapping that and have that for you next week. But thank you for tuning in with us. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. 
definitely tune in tomorrow for our super fan. We're going to give it away because it's already in the can. We spoke to Angel Tweeter Frail, who is part of the team. She and Terry Abbott not only wrote our intro song, but sing our intro song that you hear every recap show opening. And she comes on and she's become a super fan because of Adrienne having her do this, which is super cool. Sucking her into the fold. Oh, yes. You sucked her in. And now she's even live tweeting with us, which I love so much. She's just so funny. You guys are going to love her and you're going to get to meet her and hear a little bit of news that's gone on with down below. So tune in for that tomorrow and we will catch you then. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.